Okay, good evening, everyone. So today we're going to learn the next topic in the Halacha Sabah Subachalav. We are in Simon Pezayin, towards the end of Sif Gimel in the Shulchan Aruch. And today's topic will mostly discuss the Halachas of Maris Ayin, of when there is a concern that something uh, something fishy is going on. So we have to, as the Pasuk says, Visem Nikim, a person has to stay clean from suspicion. But before we see that in the Ramah, let's look at the end of the Shulchan Aruch in Sif Gimel. So he says that Dagim v'chagavim, when it comes to fish and grasshoppers, and this is the Mishnah in, in Chulun, Ein bahem iser afilu midrabanam. There's no iser to eat uh, fish and meat uh, together, or fish and milk together, so to say. That's not considered meat. And there's no iser afilu midrabanam. And you read the Shulchan Aruch, sounds beautiful, straight from the Mishnah, that kol basar is also the vasho v'chalav, Chutz mi basar dagim v'chagavim, excluding fish meat and uh, you know fish and and grasshoppers, kosher grasshoppers. However, the Taz points out that if you look in the in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef was the the first sefer that the Shulchan Aruch wrote was the Beis Yosef, and meaning the first of the before he wrote the Shulchan Aruch, he wrote the Beis Yosef, which is an elaboration on all the halachas. Over there, he writes umikomakim ein lecho dagim mechalav. One should not eat. Dugim fish, bechalov with milk, sakana. There's a sakana, there's some type of danger eating milk and fish together. That's the sheet of the Beis Yosef. Now he doesn't bring it in Shulchan Aruch, yet in Simon Kufa and Gimon Arachayim, when he talks about the halachas of the Suda, he brings it there in the Beis Yosef as well. So the question is, did he forget? Did he not? Uh, why did he not bring it over here in Simon Pei Zion? So the Taz says it's the Taz cipher. The Beis Yosef made a, made a mistake. He meant to say in basar, that once he mentioned there's no isser of basar b'chalav with fish, he wanted to tell you just by the way, one should not eat fish with meat. As we know, we do not eat fish with meat. People have their l'chaim after their fish. We do not eat fish and meat together. It was a tough cipher. It was a mistake in the, in the print. He meant to say, he should have said, one should not eat fish with meat. That's the sheet of the taz. However, other paiskim, if you look in the, uh, in the pischei tshuva, he brings down many Paiskim that say that according to the Shulchan Aruch, according to the Beis Yosef, for Sephardim at least, there will be an Isser of eating fish with milk together. And in fact, there are many Sephardim that have this, uh, have this uh, minhag, this manazeh, they will not eat fish and milk together. So an example would be many sushi stores have, have uh, something called the bagel roll, where it's a cream cheese and lox in a sushi. Or forget about the sushi, even just having a regular bagel with cream cheese and lox, that would be uh, the Isser, according to the Beis Yosef, of having fish and uh, milk together. So your classic Jewish food is not so classic. Not so, maybe Ashkenazim, it's classic. Now the Pisgah Tshuva brings down that there were those that were mechalic between butter, butter and, uh, and fish. The Chassam Surfer says a fascinating thing. He says that the Rambam doesn't bring it down, and my doctor is the Rambam, and if the Rambam didn't say it's a Sakana, so I could go with my doctor, and therefore there's no Sakana. So that's that's probably, you know, with, with that consideration and as the Taz said, as the Taz cipher. So most, most Ashkenazim never heard of this. They never heard of people caring about fish and, uh, and milk together. Although if, if you look around in the Swarm, there were some people that had this practice. Maybe some, some people from Litta had this practice of not eating fish and, uh, and, uh, and milk together. So I asked my friend, my friend is the uh, Rafa Machsher for the JSOR, the Jersey Shore uh, something uh, Orthodox rabbis, JSOR in Deal, New Jersey. I asked him, what do they do there? Most of their clientele are Syrians, 
and um, the Syrians don't eat uh, fish and fish and milk to, together. So he said that they, they try to convince the owners to not serve it. If the owners, uh, are, you know, want to serve it, so they'll have to write on the menu that this is not accepted according to all Sephardic, uh, according to some Sephardic practices, one should not eat this eat this item. So. If you're from Lakewood, you can eat it. If you're a Sephardi, you know, ask your rabbi. But uh, not all Sephardi practice practices allow one to eat this uh, fish, fish and uh, fish and milk together. So that's the uh, that's the background for Dugim v'chalav. Again, most people never heard of it because in most of our circles, Ashkenazim, we don't care. It's it's a tar cipher. This is not something that's part of our Masira. and therefore, it's for most, it's just a footnote, you know, in Shulchan Aruch. Is it a bus of a chalav, is it? No, it's a sakana. Some type of sakana. So is it a sakana of guf or a sakana of... Hard to know. It's hard to know. You know, when it comes to the sakana of basar and and uh, and dagim, the Gemara says mishum taras. So the Magan Avram says taras sounds like a physical issue. So the Magan Avram in Hilchus, uh, in, uh, in, in Archaim, he says there's no issue bismanazet. Some pais can go with it, but most do not. Most say that, no, we do not eat fish... And meet together. That that most most people heard of. We do not eat fish and meet together. But this, it seems like a made up. It's a made up uh, sakana. We we don't see a source for it. There's no source in the Gemara. And most of the Achrayim say there's no source for it. And therefore we should not we should not be concerned. If you look, if you want to see Doctor uh, Doctor Davidowitz, if you look the um, the Pischei Tshuva and Ice Test, he brings down from the Chinuch Beis Yehuda that says that perhaps that fish. Are makarin ma'id? I don't know what that means, but maybe it cools it cools off your body, and the meat heats up your body, and it's like not a good con- you know not a good uh, recipe. I'm not sure, and I have no clue what he's talking about. But um, that that's again, you see that chorinim are fun for trying to find some reason why it will be some type of sakana. Lamaisa, we do not uh, we do not hold like this. Yeah, he's saying that fish cools you off and milk cools you off. So it's too cool. Oh, okay, it's too much. It's too cold. Okay. Tell me about being too cold. Okay. We're getting eight inches of snow. Next. So let's go move on to the uh, the main the main topic for today, for tonight, is the Ramah. The Ramah says like this. Again, this is the Ramah in Sif Gimel. He says there was a minog. This is quoted from the Marshal. There was a minog that they used to do on Purim. This was their Purim spiel. Their Purim spiel was they would make almond milk. This is before you know blue diamond almonds made uh, millions of dollars. They had a great idea. Let's make almond milk. And they put basar if They made chicken and uh, like a cream of chicken soup with almond milk. And that was the minog. And since anyways, basar if the challah would only be awesome with rabbanon. If you're using almond milk, there's no problem. And seemingly there's no marasain. That's the sheet of the Ramah. And he says, but when it comes to basar behema, if you're dealing with beef, yesh lahaniach eats la chalav. When you're when you're putting what you should put next to the chalav, you should put shkedim almonds as a simon that people should know this is not cow's milk, this is almond milk. Mishum marasayin because of the concern of marasayin. So if you're serving, uh, if you're serving a a sauce, a meat sauce with with almond milk in it, you should have. Almonds on the table. That's the sheet of the Ramah, so that everybody should know you're not using almond milk. That's the Ramah. Now, what the Ramah told us, two things. Number one, he says yesh lahaniach. We could try to figure out what exactly he's saying, but more importantly, he said there's a difference between chicken and almonds, 
versus meat and almond milk. When it comes to chicken and almond milk, no problem. There's no problem of maris ayin. When it comes to the meat, there is a problem. Why? What's the difference? By the meat, the concern would be an isodaraisa of that you have milk with meat together, assuming it was cooked together. And when it comes to maris ayin on the daraisa, we have to be concerned, and therefore you have to have a simon. When it comes to chalav and and oif, what do you say? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about it. Yes, for margarine on the table, and people are eating it, uh, they're dipping their steak into the margarine, their garlic uh, margarine. You have a problem, right? You have a problem, according to the Ramah, you will need to have a simon on the on the table. When I, by the way, when I was looking at the, the old Kashrus guidelines, many Ashkachas in the 70s, 80s, 90s, they used to requ- they required that any time they were serving non-dairy uh, milk or cream or ice cream or margarine, they would have to have a sign on the table that says this is non-dairy. That is gone. It's definitely out of style. No party plan or whatever allows such an ugly sign to be on the uh, <laughs> to be on the centerpiece. And the question is, what happened? Why not? According to the Ramah, when if you're serving meat, there, there should be an issue of Mara sign. But before we get to that, we see one very important dis- distinction that according to the Ramah, there is no problem of Maris Ayin when it comes to a Surah de Rabbanon. That when it came to Aif Bechalav, we're not worried, there's no Maris Ayin. When it came to Basar Bechalav, Basar Behema, then there is an issue of Maris Ayin. So the Taz says that, correct, the Ramah holds there is no issue of Maris Ayin when it comes to Isurim de Rabbanon. And it makes a lot of sense. The whole Isur of Maris Ayin is Isur de Rabbanon. There's an Isur de Rabbanon. Don't do something that people will suspect that you did, they did an Isur. For example, let's say uh, the Gemara, the, the Mishnah and Shabbos says a person cannot hang up your wet clothing in a place where you typically hang up laundry. So, of course, you can hang up your wet uh, raincoat on your door or over a chair, but you, sh- you would not be able to hang it on a clothesline because people are going to assume you did you just did laundry on Shabbos. So there's there's an the the, the there's an issue de Rabbanon of Marasayan. Don't do things that people will suspect you of, of wrongdoing. But that's an issue de Rabbanon. If people are going to suspect you of doing an issue de Rabbanon and not an issue de Raisa, so maybe we should say it's some type of Xero Luxero. It's too much of a, too many Durabanans there, and therefore there's no Isser of Marasayan when it comes to Isur Durabanan. That is the Sheeta of the Taz. The Shach, both in his Sefer, the Shach, and in the Nakuda Sakasaf, which were his notes that he wrote, or his sons, or his son wrote after the Taz was printed. And he usually says, Ze'enoi, incorrect on the Taz. And the Shach brings many Rayas from Shas that, that uh, there are, we see there is an Isser, that we do see Isurim. Of Maris Ayin, even by Yisurim the Rabbanon, he gives a classic example. The Gemara in in, uh, in Shabbos tells us that a animal cannot go out on Shabbos with a with a zug, with a bell, or different types of chains that they would use to sell it in the market. Selling animals on Shabbos is only in the Rabbanon of Mecca uh, Chumemchar. You can't do Kinyanim on Shabbos. Yet, there's an Isser Maris Ayin. So we do see Clint, he says, if you, I wrote a whole Sefer, and you want to say, I brought many, many Rayas, that, we, that if you go through Shas, Hanukkah, he brings many different places in Shas where we are concerned for Maris Ayin, even when it's only Isurim Dirabanan. And he says, it's Tzarech Ian on the Ramah, he doesn't understand the Ramah, and according to the Shach, even if you only had chicken and margarine, chicken and almond milk, you would need to have a simon. That is the sheet of the Shach. So, so far, we have the Ramah, the Taz's opinion of the Ramah, and the opinion of the Shach. The Nachas Svi, which is written by the Pischei Tshuva, so, he, so the Pischei Tshuva is on the entire Yeredea, you also have the Nachas Svi on some parts, so he quotes himself. The Pischei Tshuva quotes all the different Tshuvas, he quotes the Kasafti Ben Nachas Svi, I wrote in the Nachas Svi, this is in uh, Ois Yud, 
He says, no, there's no problem. Unless it's unless it's in front of other people. What does that mean? So if you look in the Gemara and Shabbos, the Gemara, actually the Mishnah, the Mishnah and Shabbos that tells us one cannot, uh, one cannot, um, one cannot hang up your, your wet, uh, your wet towel, your wet raincoat. The Gemara there says, Amar of Yudamarav, Kamakim Sha'asu Chachamim, Mipne Marasa'ayin, Afilu Bachadu Chadarm is Asr, even behind closed doors, that is Asr as well. So even though nobody sees, nobody's going to suspect suspect me of doing anything because they don't know what I'm doing, still, Bachadu Chadarm is still Asr, we could say Loi Plug, but that's that's the Gemara and Shabbos. And nobody argues with this, it's a Gemara and Shabbos. Yet over here, the Nachasvi is saying there's some type of differentiation uh, between. Uh, Beseser and Befarheser. I just want to give you an example. We had a Shaila recently. So I work with a, with a from distributor and or a restaurant owner, and he has the ability to buy fish at wholesale prices, whatever. That's his uh, that's a setup with his with his um with his supplier. He has a non-Jewish employee or manager that wants to purchase using his account, he's gonna purchase uh, non-kosher fish, whatever fish they like, uh, I don't know, eel or whatever, and it's going to be a will call, meaning the kosher distributor is not even going to touch this product. The manager, the non-Jewish manager is going to put in the order on her own on the computer. She's going to drive. They're going to, you know, she, they're going to put it in her car. It's never being handled by the Yid. So when he first asked me, I thought, you know, I don't see why it will be, why it will be us, sir. But I figured I'm going to ask our Av Bezin. So I asked our Arise, the Av Bezin, and he thought about it for a few minutes. He said that it's going to be on their... On, on the database, it's going to say that that uh, Yoeli's dis- distribution purchased ten pallets of non-kosher fish. It's going to be on their on their uh, on their record. And even if you you're gonna you're gonna say hey, wait, they wouldn't serve it in their restaurants or serve it in, in their uh, kosher cases, as we saw last week, there's an iser deraisa of doing schayra bedavra aser, and to put in an order to order non-kosher fish would be an iser schayra, and therefore there will be marisa ayin. If someone would ever see that this bill was billed to them, they they ordered it. It would be Marasai, and even though it's the Chadri Chadarim, nobody sees it. It's uh, it's not being posted on any on any wall. Abariz felt it would be an Easter of Marasai, and one is not allowed to have their uh, employee put an order on their name for the non-kosher fish. Fascinating uh, uh, psak, but that was the psak of of, Di- of Diane Reese. So, anyways, so typically we do have this concept of Afilu Bechadri Chadarim as Aser. However, the Nachas Says that's only when is it the concern is an iser deraisa when the concern is only aser midirabanon so then there is no issue bechadre chadarim and this is not the nachasvis chedish this is taisvis taisvis in ksubis talks about unclogging a drain unclogging uh, perhaps the toilet on Shabbos those type of uh, scenarios where a person is not being masaking because it's not fully it's not fully unusable and in, in those situations. One, an onlooker might not know how bad the pipe was if you're actually, you know, fixing the pipe or not fixing the pipe. So the Gemara says you can't do it publicly, but Tyson says, Tyson points out you could do it when no one's, when no, if no one's around. Aye, what about, uh, what about the Isser of B'chavi Chadarm? So Tyson writes that worse would only be Asr, Isser Midrabanan, and therefore there's no Maris Ayan on the Rabbanan's B'chavi Chadarm, the Mishabura. And Simon Aleph and a few other places, Paskins like this Taisvis, that there is no problem of Bechadri Chadarim when we're dealing with an Issa de Rabbanon. 
That is the Shita of Enachasvi. And he, he answers the question. He answers the Shach. The Shach was bothered. How could the Ramah say there's no Isurim of Maris Ayin under Rabbanans? Look in Shas. He says, yeah, but the Shach, you're picking a case where the owner schlepped out his, 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 his animal uh, in the street. That's in public. Or Hanukkah. Nobody, the person didn't light by his window. That's, everyone sees. But B'chadr Chadarim, we don't have any Raya that there's an Isur of Maris Ayin B'chadr Chadarim. This 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 uh this halacha is, is an accepted halacha. There are many ramifications for this. For example, uh, doing laundry on Chalamite, if a person ran out of clothing, if you're doing laundry in your basement, so if you ran out of clothing, so doing laundry on Chalamite is only asim and rabbanon that you shouldn't be konis l'regel kishumanova. That you should make sure everything is prepared before yantiv. To do it on Chalamite is only is only is it's really mutter because it's a tzarech tzarech yantiv. It's only asim yishum midrabbanon. So in situations of, of Tzarech, of Sturmach writes, that a person could do laundry, b'chadri chadarim. Ah, what about Maris Ayin? People are going to think you, you, you didn't uh, take care of your clothing before Yantif. I don't, I don't care about Maris Ayin, b'chadri chadarim, when the entire Isser is only Asr Midrabanan. So this psak is a very important and, and, and broad-ranging psak regarding Maris Ayin. That's the Shita of the Nachasvi. <clears throat> There's one more one more opinion that's, that that we should point out, and that is the, the opinion of the prichadosh. The prichadosh is, is bothered. First of all, the ramah says yesh l'haniach, that the person should do it. Doesn't sound like you have to. You should yesh l'haniach. Again, everyone reads things differently. Some say yesh l'haniach. You should. No, yesh l'haniach. It's a nice thing to do. And the prichadosh says whether this is pshat on the ramah or not. The prichadosh holds that once the gemara was closed, once they finished writing and editing Talmud Bavli, we do not add. Any more, we do not add any more Marisa Ayans. We, we never add more more halachas, and therefore, after Hasimah Satamud, there's no more uh, Marisa Ayan. And therefore, since we didn't see this case in the Gemara, no Marisa Ayan. What, by the way, what, what are some cases the Gemara brings that would be similar to this? There would be blood of a fish. The Gemara in Krisa says that Dam Dagim are, are not Asr, only Dam of a Behemoth, of a Chai, of Aif. Is there an Isser of eating it? There's no Isser to eat Dam Dagim. Nobody salt, I mean, you can salt your fish if you like salty fish, but they don't do Malicha on fish. They don't do Shechita on fish. You don't do Malicha on fish. You're allowed to eat fish. What if you have Dam Dagim Shenichnas Bekeli? It's in a Kli, a cup of blood. Halach is, you're not allowed to drink it. That's the Gemarang Supis. Why? It's Maris Ayan. People think you're going to be drinking Dam Behema. However, the Gemara says if you put a simon, you put the, if there's Kaskeses, there's uh, scales. On the blood, so in the blood, so that would be fine. Anytime it's only it's usher mishum maris ayin, it's only usher if people are going to suspect that there's no simmons. So that's why over here you see the simmons of having of having uh, almonds on it. Just by the way, if these things would get mixed in, the place can point out since the whole problem is maris ayin. Once it got mixed in, there's no issue. So let's say you had a dam dugim that got mixed in, or you had today, unless you're going, you're getting eggs from a farm, most Eggs that we uh, that we that we eat are unfertilized eggs, and therefore the, the the blood will never develop into an embryo, will never become a chicken, and there's no iser. A person could eat the dam of a of a beya of a beitza. However, there's a problem of maris ayin that people are going to suspect that that blood is really blood, or maybe the egg uh, was from a fertilized egg. So if a person did not check eggs, or the eggs were unable to be checked, halach is no problem because the whole, the whole concern would have been. Maris ayin. There's no maris ayin. Nobody sees you eating blood, and therefore, uh, if if uh, if if uh, the blood got mixed in, or let's say a person's own blood, dam ha'adam, 
let's say a person cut themselves or the like, there's no Isser of consuming it besides for the Isser of Marisayan. So as long as there's no Marisayan, it's in your mouth, the, the, the cut, or or it got mixed into the uh, the food, don't tell anyone, but there will be no problem of consuming it. Okay, so Halakha Lamaisa, as Rebendi pointed out before, we see the Ramah, at least when it comes to Basar Bahama, which should be a Kshashashashah B'Daraisa, one cannot, uh, one cannot have non-dairy items with meat. So what exactly are we relying on when we serve parv ice cream for dessert, margarine with, uh, with, with your steak? What exactly are we relying on? So let's, let's go one by one. According to the Pre-Chadash, there's no problem. There's no such thing as, uh, as Maris Ayin after the Chasim HaSatamad. But we're not going to go with that. The other hat would be that we go with the Ramah. And typically, there is no actual concern of the Arisa. For example, let's say you're serving ice cream for dessert. We learned the only time there's an Isra Basar B'chal of the Arisa is Derech Bishal Asra when meat and milk were cooked together. Even if you took steak and dipped it into your margarine, at that point, the margarine's cold, the meat might be hot, definitely not Bishal Daraisa. It would be Tzli at worst, but it's cold. It's not even Tzli. It would not be Bishal Basar B'chal anyway. So if you go with the Ramah, there will be no problem. Most cases that we that we have of drinking a coffee after meat or or a non you know a margarine with with a steak, unless you're actually cooking it together, it's usually only us or midrabanan. Additionally, if no one's around, you have the heter of the of the of the uh, nachas that if it's only us or midrabanan, even if you don't want to go with the ramah, but at least there will be no iser bechadir chadar. But that's not really what we rely on. These are all nice papulim lemaisa. We hold there's there's iser marasayin even on Dirabanans. So there's a there's another heter that we're relying on, and that is as follows. The the, the Mishnayas in um the tell us that a, in that, that that a person cannot uh you cannot wear you cannot wear tsemer and which is wool and meshi together. You can't wear wool and silk together. Now meshi is not linen, there's no iser kalayim. So the problem is people people assume that meshi looks like uh, linen and it's marasayan. The Rosh says, Bismanazeh, everyone knows what silk looks like, and nobody is concerned from for uh, marasayin. And once everyone knows, once people know about it, there is no problem with marasayin. And based on that, came out all the players can say that that whatever situation we're dealing with, once you get to a point where everyone knows that it's fine, or everyone knows that there is a hatter way to do it, there goes the problem of marasayin. So as the kosher uh, palate evolved, and we have all types of non-dairy, you know, ice cream or the like, you know, at some point it becomes and everybody knows that these things are parv, and you almost expect it. If you go to a, a fleshic event or something and there's coffee, you're looking for the non-dairy creamer. If they don't have it, you're like, where is it? You're expecting it. It, it has become the norm. I once asked Ravelski that's all about uh, Fakin. So probably 10 years ago, there was a new item on the market, the Jack's Gourmet Fakin, fake bacon. So it's called Fakin. So everybody knows that it's Fakin, right? So I asked him, can someone serve it by their Shabbos table? There's no seam on him. People are going to think that you're serving them bacon. So he said, "As amazing insight into psychology." He said, "If everyone at the table knows about it, so there's no Maris Ayin because everybody knows about it. That Jack's gourmet makes bacon. If they don't know about it, they're going to be talking about it, and they're going to tell everyone that oh, there's a new item called bacon, and that's your simon. You just told everyone that there is no that we're not eating bacon here. We're eating bacon, and you would let everyone know exactly what you're serving." And he said that that would apply to restaurants as well. Let's say a restaurant has a cheeseburger or uh, some type of fake uh, fake chicken 
all, all types of, you know, impossible burgers, imitation things. The same thing, that if people go into the restaurant, they know that in this place you could get, uh, you know, uh, fake uh, or chicken lasagna. They know you go, you go to a Mike's Bistro and get your chicken lasagna. So it's, it's a special dish that everybody knows, everybody talks about, and therefore you have the same hetter, that hakal yodin, and that's why there's no Maris Ayan. So one could think about many similar cases. For example, getting a coffee at a McDonald's. A person who walks out with a coffee at a McDonald's, everybody knows that McDonald's sells kosher coffee, and there will be no problem. A, a more serious shiloh would be someone who's working as an Uber Eats uh, driver, or Grubhub, and you're walking out with a cheeseburger and fries from McDonald's, that would be a Marisa Ayin. So we've had the Shiloh in the past. Usually the, the, the Psaac would be wear an Uber Eats cap or, um, I don't know, Uber Eats sweater. Wear something that shows that I'm not eating it. I'm, I'm actually going, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just the, the delivery boy. And then you avoid the issue of, of Marisa Ayin. Okay, so I want to talk about, I want to talk about the lace top shaitals just for a few minutes. And because it brought out Rav Moshe's Chiddush on the sugi of Maris Ayin. So, what is Rav Moshe's Chiddush? Rav Moshe says the following, and this is not, not his Chiddush, it's found, it's found in other places as well. If you look in the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Talmudis on, um, on the word Chashad, so he talks about Maris Ayin, and he says that there's two different things. Not everyone agrees to this, but this is Rav Moshe's and, and the other Achorinim, they say the following. And it helps us understand some of the things we mentioned, the, the Ramah, the Nachasvi, you know, Betzina versus Befahesia. He says the following, that there's an Isidra Banan of Maris Ayin. Chazal came along and said that in situations where people will suspect you, there's an Isidra Banan, don't do this, don't hang up your wet, uh, your wet raincoat, or not raincoat, your wet towel, people will assume you just did laundry. So don't hang up your wet towel on Shabbos. That's Maris Ayin. Now, what's the reason? If people see you hanging up your towel, they say, oh, if uh, Ellie Markowitz is hanging, hanging up towels on Shabbos, he must have done laundry, and it and must be that you're allowed to do laundry on Shabbos. That is the uh, classic example of Marisayan. That's Aleph. Bays is something called Cheshad, that there's a concept that a person of, of the Yisim Nikim, a person has an obligation to be clean, be clean of uh, suspicion, Live a life that you know. The Chassam Sofer says the first part's very easy. Uh, but that's an impossible thing to to make sure people always view view you in a positive light. However, there is this concept of the Yis and Mekim. A person should live their life that people should not suspect them of wrongdoing. So that applies. That that applies across the board. Anytime a person is in a situation where people might suspect you, you have to be v'yisim mekiim. Take take the higher take the higher ground. So Rav Moshe says the following chiddush: Maris which is a gzera, which is a classic gzera, is only in a situation of isurim daraisa. When there's no isur daraisa that people would suspect you of doing, there's no isur of maris However, there's a chumra of that that since it's a classic gzera, loy plug. Even Bechadir Chadarim, where people are not going to see you, it's still Asr. Because Maris Ayin is a Xera. It's a Xera with a light plug component. It's also a Xera only in a situations of, of, um, of, of the Arises perhaps being done. However, when it comes to Yisurim Darabanan, where there's no Maris Ayin, there's a different consideration of Cheshad. That even if there's no Maris Ayin, we have to be concerned for Cheshad. That people will say, if Markowitz is doing it, it must be mutter. So he says in places, in, in situations of chashad, one has to be concerned for it. Now, that only applies if there is chashad. If no one's around, no, no one sees me, 
So then there's no Cheshad, and that is Pshad and the Nachas Svi, that uh, there's no problem of Vechad Echadarim by Yisurim the Rabbanon. Ramosh is giving some beef to this Svaro by saying there's no Maris Ayin, really. If you look at the Nachas Svi, he actually has Maramis to it. He says, this is not really Maris Ayin, it's only Cheshad, it's not Maris Ayin. So based on that, it helps us understand the Nachas Svi, helps us understand perhaps the Ramah as well. And it gives us insight into Rav Moshe's Psaq and the following, the following Shiloh. So the Leistop Shetel Shiloh, which is a relatively new question regarding lace tops, is that the, the newer Shetels, the Dini wigs, whatever they call it, I'm not a Bucky in this. So the, uh, the, um, the, the wig covers the entire, the entire scalp and, and uh, it covers the here in the front as well. But it looks so natural that people will assume that a woman is not covering her hair. So many women say that it's actually better than other shaitos. Other shaitos, they look so terrible, the women pull out their own hair and put it on top, so that's erva mamish. So it's better, you know, back and forth. Vabarisha, you know, discussions. Anyways, from a halacha standpoint, the question is one of two things. You have a question of tzinius, which is not, well, it's not Rav Moshe's discussion, we'll mention it at the end. There's a question of marasayin. People are going to think that this woman is a, is a prutza or whatever. She's not covering her hair. That's the minute of that community to cover their hair. And she's not covering her hair. So we, ha we have problems here. That was the question that was asked to Rav Moshe Feinstein. So he says a few things. Number one, he says, we don't typically add uh, Maris Ayan on, on, uh, on, on, on new halachas, which is similar to the Prichadash. So he says that as reason number one to be makal. We don't see this concern in Jas. We don't add. Number two, he says, Marasa'ayin is typically only on a lav, only on a loisase. Now, this fits with what we just said. Marasa'ayin is only on Yisurim Deraisa, only on lav. And and Kedas Moshe of Yisrael would only be an ase. I won't get into Rav Moshe's rias, but he holds that women covering their hair, if you hold it to Deraisa, which Sugiyan Ksubis, Sugiyan Saita, not for now, would only be an ase. So we don't see Marasa'ayin on an ase. That's Hector number two. Hector number three, he says, that even if men don't, uh, you know, they, they ask the stipler a similar question, and the stipler asked, why are you looking? Why are you asking me this question? What are you looking at? So Ramayusha says, even though, you know, forget about men, but women would know that other other women have their hair covered. They, they, if they saw them at a simple, they wouldn't say, where's your shaito? They would say, wow, what a beautiful shaito. Where'd you get it from? Did it cost less than twelve thousand dollars? That's going to be their question. They're not going to say you're you're not you're not covering your hair. So obviously that's similar to the rush that if everyone knows, everyone knows. That's Ramosha's third hetter. The fourth hetter he says that since she's a year of Shemayim, in her in her outward appearance she looks like a from lady. So you want to be chayshed that she's not covering her hair. That gets into chashat, right? So you see Ramosha saying if there's no maris ayin for technical reasons, it's not an say. I mean, it's not a lav. We don't add. And you know, but what about chashat? No one's going to be chayshed her that, that she's not covering her hair. They're going to, even if they don't know that these types of wigs exist, they can't be chayshed because she, she's a Yerush Shemaim. She, she's a, she, she's a, you know, she, she's, she's typically Tineas. So, and the fifth hetary says, which goes back to Maris Ayin, is that the Isser of Maris Ayin is that uh, people are going to learn from you, right? So he says that uh, no one's going to learn from her. There's plenty of other women to learn from. You know, on, on other, uh, in, you know, in other aspects of life, no one's learning from her to be to be part. This is Ramosha's five different reasons. Now he ends off by saying it's not the husband's job to tell his wife what to do. There's actually uh, stories within Ramosha's family of many, many uh, similar, similar type of uh, conversations where he told his sons, "It's not your job 
you know, whether your wife covers you or not. That's her mitzvah. Tzniyas is her thing. Let her deal with it, you know, at her level, at her growth level. So that's really the background to, to Rav Moshe's discussion many, many years ago regarding what we call now lace-top shaitos. But back then it was where women used uh, used their own hair and made a shaitl out of their own hair, out of, out of human hair, which is really a shaitl. And those are Rav Moshe's, you know, several reasons. So... When people look at the tshuva, they don't understand where Rav is coming from. I mean, he's throwing all these svaras around. But if you go to his other tshuvas, where he says this yisait, that marisa ayin, that people will, will learn from your actions, only applies by assuming their raisa. So now you see, oh, it only applies by a lav, not an asay. Maybe we don't add to it. And 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 the other reason of chashad, that people are going to suspect that you're doing something wrong, no one's going to suspect a woman who has who has the ear shemayim. So the, the one different... Uh, Perhaps the one difference between the lace top shaito and these shaitos that Rav Moshe was talking about is that officially, according to the advertisements of Dini, whatever, you really don't, you really can't tell that uh, that women are covering the hair. So you lose the third hetter, but the other hetterim still apply. It's only you know that, that one of the five hetterim wouldn't apply, and therefore most paiskim that uh, that are tamidim or Rav Moshe, I spoke to Rav about this or by first. Many paiskim they say that that there will be no issue of of a maris ayin with lace top shaitos. The only uh, thing to point out. Is that in general, whenever talking about shaitos or whatever, there's an Indian of tzniyas. But as Rav Moshe said, that that's for women. Let them figure out uh, on their level. Let them speak to their rabbanim and figure out uh, what's appropriate for them, how long, how short, whatever that means, and uh, and that will be their way of of keeping their mitzvah of tzniyas. So so Baruch Hashem today we learned we learned the the classic sugyas of Maris Ayin. The heterim that we typically will apply is that if everyone knows. Everyone knows, you know, non-dairy. Everyone knows she's wearing a shaito. Whatever the the shaila is, everyone knows that's a tremendous hetter in the paiskim. Additionally, once you knock it down, they were only dealing with the suspicion of isa of isa First of all, you have the Ramah. you have the Ramah to be saimichan according to the taz. Additionally, you have the nachas svi that and the mishabura and the taisvis that if it's only uh, the chadu chadarim, it's not being done in public. So as long as the iser is an isa derabanan and not an isa deraisa. One one could be megal. If you look at the next sim in the Shochanar, the next sif talks about a similar example of chalav isha, same same type of lamdus. Chalav isha is not uh, basur b'chala, but if it's in a bottle, there would be a, a concern of maris ayin. However, it's only maris ayin. There's no concern of actual kashrus. So let's say uh, you know a lot of women will ask if they could wash the bottles in a dishwasher or any of those of those shilas. There is no problem. It's not chalav. It's um. It's, it's technically kosher. The Gemang Suba says a man should not uh, drink directly from, from a woman, obviously, for, uh, for obvious reasons. But from a kashra's perspective, it's kosher. It's, it's kosher milk. There is a, there is a medrash based on Parsha Shemais that a person should not drink from, that, 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 a, that a tinak, an infant, should not drink from non, a non-Jewish mother's milk. So when my wife was working at, at NYU, so they were, they were pushing the nurses to, to give all, all the children, all the, all, the, all the babies, to give them mother's milk. Even if the mothers were not lactating or were not able to nurse, they were, they were uh, encouraging them to use you know, donor milk. So I asked for Velsi, that's how, could you, could you tell the Hasidish ladies that, that it's formula? Because you know? they, they wouldn't drink it, they wouldn't give it to their children otherwise. So Velsi can't lie, but f- from a kosher's perspective, it's only in Yonim not to drink it. And for, for a Tinak, for, for a baby, it's considered sakanas nefashis, and Rabelsky held one would be able to uh, to drink to drink the uh, the non Jewish mother's milk. This shita of his, just on a side note, there's a discussion regarding regarding our women 
pumping on Shabbos. And typically you cannot do that because unless it's Hoylech Le'ibur, there's an Isidaraisa of Mefarik. Rabelski held if, the, if, a, if a woman wants to give her child mother's milk and she doesn't want to give her formula, that itself is considered sarkanas nefashas for the, for the baby. He was, you know, old-fashioned that that's the most important thing for the baby. And he held that one could violate Isurim Daraisa if there's no other option, if there's no Nachri uh, or whatever. But that was his shita regarding... regarding um, Babies and nursing, but anyways, that's a it's a similar sif in Shulchan Aruch regarding Maris Ayin. So Mitzvah will continue with the end of Sif Dalad next week and the next sif Sif Hey. Okay. So just to clarify, the rush the rush says that 